this week during the uh, weekdays, a lot of the readings were focused on one thought. Are we doing enough for others? Are we watching out for each other? Are we caring for one another? Are we, are we moving beyond ourselves and our own selfish wants, our needs, uh, to help those who are struggling, who are helping those, to help those who are in, in need? Um, you know, at Mass we always pray, uh, you know, for our own intentions. And some of those intentions should be for those in most need of God's mercy, those in most need of God's healing. We are those people. Uh, we have the, the beginning of Mass. The first thing we say is, have pity on me. Have mercy on me. I'm not worthy. But I want you to make me worthy. I want you to, to open my heart that I might hear your, see you in each other. Open my eyes, my ears, that I might find you in, in our midst. And sometimes it's difficult for us because we become, as Amos says, so complacent. So as I thought about uh, those readings this week and, and, uh, and this first reading today, especially from the prophet Amos, you know, where is our focus? Isn't the call of Amos our call? And let me say it this way. Amos, unlike most of, uh, unlike any other um, of the prophets, was no different. What's the first thing that, that we feel when God calls us to stop being so complacent? When God says it's time for you to do something else, it's time for you to, to make a change, it's time for you to, to uh, break a habit, it's time for you to, well, we'll soon do it in a, in a season of Lent. How difficult it is for us to try to, to let the inner change. And, and Amos, when he was called, is like, I don't want to do that. What's wrong with you? You know, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, you can almost picture Amos uh, in, in one of those nice mountainsides with a, with a flock of sheep, a flask of wine, a, a loaf of bread. I'm very happy. I'm very happy with this. They're all safe. Everything's good. I don't want to move. I, I, I want to stay right where I am. Complacency. You know, I don't, I don't, want, I don't, want, to, I don't want to answer the challenge. You know, and then, and then Amos at the same time, you can almost hear him say, look, You've got other people out there that can talk for you. You don't need me. You've got somebody else. You've, you, you pay people. You know, you think about the time of, of Amos. The prophets really were career people. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a prophet. <laughs> you know, there were guilds. There were, they were apprentices. They were trained. They, were, they would go to school to learn how to preach the good news. They were trained to, 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 to dress funny and walk through streets and remind people that, that God was watching. And Amos is like, I don't, you're, you're asking me to be a voice of anger. You're so mad at these people for, for their social and economic sins. I don't want to be, I don't want to be your, your, uh, your spokesperson. I like people like me. You know, they're, they're, they're happy with me the way I am. I don't want to be that voice. And yet God seems to, you know, to, to be able to, complete, uh, to convince Amos as he did all the other prophets. Look at how many of those other prophets, they all want to run away. You know, Jonah gets thrown into the belly of the whale. They all, God goes out and he finds them. And once Amos got into this, he was liking it. <laughs> it wasn't too bad for him to come around and, and, and pull no punches to warn the rich and the complacent and the privileged that they were going to be banished from God's kingdom because of their extravagant ways of life that they were passing judgment on people and deciding who was worthy and who was not of God's love, of God's gifts, of God's resources. None of us want to do that. 
You know, we're very happy with what we do. You know, we, you know, we look at, the, look at the, the place and we say, God, you have people, you know, it, in the modern church to do that. We call him our priest, our pastor. It's my job to stand up here and bark at you week after week. Or to at least challenge or to lift your heart to, to, to repentance. So why should I do it? Well, because we can't do it alone. It's not a one-way street in the church, is it? It's not just for me. It's not just for you. You know, I, I, sometimes I think that we, we try to do things by ourselves. You know, I was just away for a week with a group of parishioners from our parish on a nice river cruise. And things at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton continued without me. And without them. You know, we continued to respond to God. We served God in his holy church. And God continued to send forth a message. And, 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 we, didn't do, and, and we didn't do it by ourselves. No one person did it. Sometimes I think when we work in a church or when we, when we go to church, we think that what I've done, I've done it for so long that I'm indispensable. I'm irreplaceable. Well, we're not. You know, if I die in this pulpit, another person will be here next week. You know, last week, Monsignor Lawrence was here. You know, retired and, 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 and lying on his ivory palace couch. <laughs> but here he was. You know, God, you know, God doesn't want us to, to, to go out and be angry. God is just simply saying to us that you have something within you that you can do. You can give back to your church. You can give back to your salvation. You can give back for redemption to Calvary, to the cross, to the salvation that Christ brings to us by the things you do. Looking out for each other, caring for one another, doing something beyond. You know, sometimes I think we're, we're so afraid that we're going to succeed in, in our call to holiness. You know, we almost feel like every week we, we should be the people that, that are beating our breasts and saying, mea culpa, mea culpa, I'm sorry for my sins. You know, we, there's so much joy that comes in serving God and serving others. And some, sometimes I think we're just afraid that we're going to really like it and want to do more. That we're going to, to, to want to reach out to others. We're, we're going to, to go out and find those people who are, who are lonely in our families and in our neighborhoods. And we're going to look out for those people who are hungry and thirsty. We're going to respond to the call of God to be something else for somebody else. And God chooses the most unlikely people. There's Amos tending his sheep. Moses who kills another soldier and runs away. Moses, who stuttered so badly, they had to send Aaron to be his spokesperson or they would have never known the whole message. Peter, very weak and fearful, denying Jesus, running away. Paul, persecuting Christians in the church. We all get that. We, we know we can go on and on in Scripture. But God was able to use each one of them in a way to proclaim the kingdom. We are the people who are sorry for our sins. And we're not like the rest because we recognize that. But we're also in that second Eucharistic prayer, which is used more on weekdays than it is on weekends. We also say we want to be the people of God who stand in his presence and serve him. We want to, to, to reach out. We want to be an instrument of grace for God. We want to answer that call to, to care for others and to feed the hungry and visit the sick and provide with those, for those who are without. But we have to do it alone. Or we have to do it together. We cannot do it alone. And so today I ask simply this. 
that we look beyond the comfort which we share now and look for that daily challenge to reach out, to be the spokesperson for God, to be a prophet, to be one who, who uplifts, who challenges, and who shows by word, deed, and action the great love that God has for us. The call of Amos is our call too.